Go. Oh, hello, hello. Now it is recording? Yeah. Can you say something? Test, test. Okay, you probably don't need to speak that closely to it. Test, test. Hello, hello. <laughs> We've been um, troubleshooting some technical difficulties for... Not too long, like 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I had to call IT, aka Sam, on FaceTime <laughs> while he was at the dog park and show him my screen, but it's fine. He, um, he I got- love how at first he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he troubleshoots with excellence. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was, it, was like <laughs> it was really like calling IT where they're like, okay, now open this thing. Yeah. Okay, now you're going to see this on the right. If only all ITs could be FaceTimed. You know, because you could, they can see your face, so they can see how frustrated you're getting, but then they can also see your screen and actually watch what you're doing. Mm. And most Except IT is not seeing your they computer can screen. remote login thing, which would have been nice here. Yeah, but like how many average IT guys actually do that for you? Like if, if you're on the phone with like Comcast, you're not getting a guy oh. screen sharing with you. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I've only had IT through a job at this job that I have right now and I've only used them once and it was the other day and it worked but I mean I didn't really have a problem I thought I accidentally infected my computer with a virus and like I deal with like like protected health information and stuff and so I didn't really think I got a virus but I was like just in case I don't want to get fired and then sued yeah my computer got infected with a virus a little bit ago at work or at my home my personal computer how did it happen Honestly, I don't really know. All of a sudden, like, all these tabs started opening, and then I got about 700 notifications a day. That's so stressful. Honestly, it was really chaotic. Yeah, I just had one of my friends who knows stuff about tech come over and help me. That's like when I I (laughs) I got my first laptop, a Dell Inspiron pink in the seventh grade. Oh my god, I had a blue Sony Vio. And, uh,. (laughs) And it was back, like, when they have those, like, win a free iPhone, like, ads. And I would always click on them and, like, put in, like, God knows, like, what it, my social security yeah. number, everything it asked for. Your mom's debit card number. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting a free iPhone. And I remember, like, my dad would sometimes, like, want to update my computer. And he'd go and update it. And he'd be like, you have so many viruses on here. Like, how did that happen? Um, the internet's scary now. Like, I was on a trip with an ex-boyfriend and his nieces and nephews and his niece calls me up and we were we were pretty tight at this point I knew them very well and his niece calls me up to her room and says close the door close the door (laughs) so she calls me up and she's like whispers and we close the door and then she invites me up to her top bunk of her bunk bed and she pulls out this ipad with one of those like really heavy duty like soft carrying cases that kids have now oh she's like a kid yeah she's Six. I, don't, I thought this was like his 20-year-old niece. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like six-year-old cutie little niece. And she goes, I'm not supposed to do this. And she opens up YouTube and just starts searching things. And I thought that these things had like really big parental controls. But she could find. Like we saw things that I would see like on a YouTube if I, if I Googled something or, or YouTube searched it. And she showed me like this music video of some girl and she's like, but she can't tell anyone. And then her mom comes in because like we're just hanging out in there. She slams her, slams the iPad down, shoves it under her pillow and then like peeps up like a little kid. Like we're not doing anything. And I was like, oh my God, now I'm in the, now I am like the girlfriend. Yeah. Who's like watching this happen. And I have this moral debate of like, should I be the future cool aunt or 
should I be a disciplinarian? And I lied for the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because you guys broke up. But... Yeah, we broke up, so it didn't matter. But but still, I that's a tough dilemma. Luckily, I don't know any little kids, so... I'm not around them very often. I'm never... I honestly, like, honestly pe- haven't talked to a little kid in, since I was one. Really? No, I don't. No, but... I mean, when I was little, I was surrounded by kids all the time. My parents, like, had well, a daycare a at their house. They did? I didn't know that. Well, okay, so my parents both worked full-time, and they hired, like, a nanny that would come to her house every day. Mm. And instead of, like, paying her under the table, they, like, established, like, I don't know, an LLC or something, and, like, you know, had her pay taxes and whatnot, but, like, actually gave her real paychecks and stuff. And so to do that, they started, like, technically, like, a daycare business yeah and so my hannah and julia came over like every day to get watched by her too and oh it's monica too my godmother who passed away so that was the nanny oh yeah and so and then she ended up having a kid when she when i was nine but then she would also watch like other kids in the neighborhood sometimes and stuff so there was just like always kids at my house yeah um plus like my brothers and all their friends so um yeah dude (laughs) speaking of brothers that was I got oh my god I feel like it's all been like my brother drama recently because when I recorded on Sunday I talked a little bit about the fight that me and my other brother got into and he's like the only brother that I have a normal relationship the one with the coming to your house thing yeah okay that's the only one with like a semi-normal relationship I have to show you these texts though like you don't have to read them but you gotta just see I'm gonna read them. It's disgusting shit. Like at a point, he he creeps me out. He talks about my sex life. He's like, I was getting abused by dad while you were getting dicked down in college. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying to me? It's crazy. It, no, like I I only use crazy describing him because he's my little brother. But like, he definitely might have probably has borderline personality disorder. Yeah. So it starts here. Oh my gosh. I think. And so he but it just yeah I don't even know if you could read all like if you'd have the time to read all of them Mm -mm. I'm not going to your wedding I don't okay I don't don't give a shit about that like I really don't I just don't want to get unprompted vitriol like (laughs) I don't care if I never honestly like I'm fine with never seeing again these texts are crazy and then he's like he says the nastiest shit to me like this is oh my god! I do not have time to read all this. Yeah, I told you. I don't you, have time enough no time in my ha- entire life. I didn't life. even read all of them. And so, the stuff I did read, some of it. I mean, I try not to read it because I don't take him seriously. Yeah, no, he's dude. Yeah, he's crazy. He threatened to post a picture of me on the subreddit roast me, and then Sam was like, "Well, you can't do that because you need to like verify your identity when you post on there." And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> duh." But he says just like, dude, yeah. So you're seeing those texts, like, will you? What do you think? So just- <laughs> my last impression of your brother in real life yeah. was when he wrote me a song. Yeah, see, he can be charming to people he just met. The thing is, and this is true with a lot of people with borderline personality disorder, is like they cannot maintain relationships a lot of people. I don't want to generalize, yeah. but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was listening to a podcast on it yesterday because I got all these texts. And I'll explain how this got prompted, like what triggered this tantrum. But um, apparently like... I was listening to, like, Borderline But Beautiful or something. It's a podcast by this girl who um, has, like, 
like gotten over her borderline personality disorder, but she was saying it stems from like a deep sense of abandonment um, oh. to the point that you act in a way that almost guarantees that everyone in your mm. life abandons you. So it's like he acts in a way like nobody's ever there for me and you guys all like treat me like shit and stuff mm -hmm. like that but it's like totally unprompted and stuff to the point where i can't i literally can't have him in my life because i get these texts when i'm not even around him like i haven't talked to him in like weeks in these crazy texts and like my like he's so abusive to my mom like verbally he's never been physically abusive not at least not as like oh i blocked him after that last one so <laughs> um, but I don't know it's like I was thinking today because maybe I was just like in a dark place but I was on reddit and um, it was really sad like this woman said there was a shooting at her wedding and I was like honestly I'd be afraid that he would show up to my wedding and not really but because he's never been violent but I don't know like at what point does someone like yeah what point does it get become violent I don't know I yeah but yeah so that's yeah, and what prompted it, so he, like, is a salesperson um, at a solar company. He also goes to school. And um, there's, like, NEM 3 or something or 2 that just got passed in California, which basically, like, makes your solar credits, like, worth way less. So the solar industry is taking a huge hit. And so he hasn't, like, hit his sales quota and stuff in a while. He, he was also... I'm probably talking too much about him. He's going to come after me, but it doesn't matter. I'm not naming names. I have three brothers. Could be any one of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but he was, like, put on a pip and, like, um, and I guess got off of that. But then, like, he thinks he's going to get laid off. So he was, like, stressed out about that. So on Mother's Day, he, like, texts my mom. He's like, happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a good day. I'm not having a good day. And, like, it's never, no, it's always about him. Like, it's, like, all... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's so, never like put your life in your pocket for a second to put someone else first. Like he literally can't. I mean, this woman on the borderline personality podcast I was listening to was like, you're just so overwhelmed with your own sense of abandonment that you like don't have empathy for other people or like yeah. a moral compass. And so like he, um, my mom was like, okay, like I'll call you later. Like we can talk. And he's like, yeah, I'll be at work until six. Call me anytime. And she's like, okay, okay, I'll call you when you get off work. Um, and then she calls him after six and he's like, oh, I'm at the gym. Can I call you later? And she's like, sure. He calls her back at like 9.15, 9.30. My mom works. Like she gets up at like, you know, like 6 a.m. every day. Yeah. And she doesn't keep her cell phone in her room. So she was just like in her room, like getting ready for bed. And he just like starts calling her cell phone. And then he starts calling the home phone that my mom still has. And it's like... And she didn't pick up because she was like, it's just going to be, like, any conversation you have with Zach does not, it only escalates. Yeah, like, and, it's not like you can chat for 15 minutes and be like, hey, thanks for calling, I love you, I'm going to sleep. Yeah, no, because you can't go to sleep after. You won't No, because you're going to be riled up. Yeah, and so, basically, she just didn't call him back that night, and that's when the text started. Like, they started oh the God. next morning, Yeah. and then he went for me and my brother, it was a group text, I didn't even show you those texts. He texted me and my brother in a group, and he's like, I never want to talk to you guys again. And I was like, great, don't. Like, Fine. Yeah, but he doesn't, like, he threatens that, but I'm like, you never actually leave us alone. Like, I don't know. So I feel bad for him in the sense that I feel bad for, like, him, the little boy. But I also, like, grew up with this shit. I'm over it. Like, I'm, it's creepy as a 23-year-old saying stuff about your older sister's sex life. And, like, yeah, it's 
yeah it's not cute it's i don't know so yeah i feel like (laughs) i like i feel like you can't understand how crazy those texts are until you actually look at until you read them yeah yeah and i feel like the volume of them too yeah the number the sheer number yeah it is sad the girl on this podcast though was like yeah like one time my boyfriend in high school broke up with me because he was like cheating on me and i just kept calling him and calling him and calling like she was like i couldn't stop and i was like i was like that sounds like like he yeah it's oh i said his name (laughs) whatever (laughs) you can edit it out if you need to i'll edit that um yeah so um if it's not one brother it's another (laughs) i'm sorry you have to deal with that it's really stressful and i know that like you have a radar of like what you can handle but at, at like some point you like hit your limit on like what is emotionally okay for you to take on and not yeah like I have really strict boundaries with him because like he this kind of thing used to like actually upset me yeah yesterday upset me a little bit only because like I read a little too many of the texts um yeah and I feel like he's he because he's your brother like your family can dig so much harder than like a lot of other people could I mean it would hurt worse if I didn't think he was crazy yeah like I think I've gotten to the point where I'm like and I'm sorry to use the term crazy but like he's my brother and I've had to deal with this but like he's made my life crazy in so many ways that it's just I am so numb to it like I lack empathy for him anymore like I just I'm like no one's gonna help you you have to help yourself and like yeah so stresses me out though because like with my job I feel like I have a lot of clients who have mental health issues and I'm like (laughs) right and it's hard because sometimes I have my own baggage and I'm just like I don't know I like I have I read this thing called compassion burnout I don't know if I have that oh yeah yeah that's real yeah yeah where like you can't take on anybody else's emotional baggage anymore like you have to take care of yourself at some point and like some point you're you're just full like you're maxed out yeah because and I'm, I think that's like the same as burnout it's just like emotional emotional burnout yeah it's it's just a type of burnout and it's like I, I don't know I think it's just at the end of the day like it's like you can't change people like people have to want to change and so like dealing with this it's like I don't know I don't feel bad for you unless you really want to change sometimes yeah I don't know if I talked about this on the last podcast, but you know that one of my previous boyfriends was an alcoholic. Yeah. And I got to a point there where I just couldn't care anymore. Like, it was affecting me so bad. Like, my mental health was so bad. My social life was bad. Like, all of these things were kind of in such a bad state, and eventually I just didn't care anymore. Yeah. And then I feel like now I feel very apathetic. Mm -hmm. I thought that I would always kind of, like, feel bad and feel sad, but now I'm like... I feel like you can only do everything that you can possibly do in these scenarios. You can only be as compassionate as you have the capacity to. You can be as like kind and loving and caring. But at some point, like you do all that you possibly know how to do or give all of the energy that you can give to it. And then, yeah, you like max out. And eventually it's like you try so hard that, I don't know, I feel like with things in life too, like if you try something for three years and it doesn't work, like you have to change something like something has to change or you have to quit yeah you know like if you don't change nothing changes and sometimes that change has to be that you just become yeah like apathetic or numb or just like 
start to ignore it. And, and with like this brother, like he is my childhood trauma. Like, like most of my childhood traumas stem from actions related and things related to him. And it's like when he was a kid, people didn't take it as seriously. Like my mm-hmm. parents put him in therapy when he was like 10 and stuff, but it's like, yeah, I was, I'm the closest in age to him. Like I was always like his older sister, like Kelsey, you're overreacting. He just wants attention. But it's like, no, like he sucked all the attention in my family. And then also like uh, a huge reason. I mean, my parents had their own issues. My mom will always say it's just nature. Like we're just cursed with mental health issues, but I'm pretty sure it's nature and nurture, but whatever. That's it. Um, Well, I think as an adult, it's also self-nurture. You know, like do if you have the tools, like I think that like as an adult, you have some capacity to manage your mental health concerns. And I don't think that everybody knows that. And I don't think that everybody has access to that. But I think there's like some nature and some nurture growing up, but there's also like self-nurture when you become an adult. Well, yeah, it's like when you're an adult, like, yeah, your childhood traumas affect you, but your parents aren't raising you anymore. Like Mm -hmm. you are taking care of yourself. And like, I know he has access to like therapists and stuff and health insurance. And, like, he acts like he's already done everything, and it's obviously all our fault. And it's, like, I don't know. Like, that's why, like, my brother texting me and being, like, well, you hurt me because you didn't invite me to your house yet. I'm, like, I am only responsible for my feelings. Yeah. And so, like, if, like, Max is upset because I didn't do something, like, that's his responsibility to take care of and make himself happy. Like, and not at my expense, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I like, I get that. Like he maybe felt like he was missing out or something, but it's like, I don't know. I've been hurt by friends before by like virtue of them, like maybe not inviting me somewhere. And you know what I do? I mute their story for the weekend yeah. and I freaking like go on a run and make plans with other people. And like, that's, yeah, that's how I make myself feel better. And then I unmute them when I realize I'm like, Kelsey, you're just being petty. And like, it's not all about you. And you know, people aren't like, oh, I want to hang out with this, this person. Let's purposely not invite her there. You know, it's like, that's not how people think. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's it's like most people aren't malicious. Yeah. Like most people are just looking out for number one, you know? And like, there's too many people in this world to consider every single other person before you make a decision. But like when you go out of your way to hurt someone, like you are actually thinking about that person and like intentionally going after them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I just, I don't know. But I'm not going to fix those problems. I just had to show you. Because I feel like I sometimes tell people my little brother has got issues. And they're like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, it's kind of hard to describe. Because um, <laughs> yeah. it used to be like angry texts like when I didn't FaceTime him on Thanksgiving when he chose yeah. not to come hang out with our family. Right. But it's like escalated since he moved out of my mom's house. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it's escalated, like, over the years. Because, like I was saying, like, the last time I knew him, like, everything, I mean, I know that there was, it wasn't, like, a perfect scenario. And, like, we both knew it wasn't a perfect scenario, and your family knew it wasn't a perfect scenario. But, like, he was still young enough. Like, we were young in college. Like, he was still in high school. Where it's, like, funny and cute, and now it's, like, not. And he was, like, in his comfort zone, living with my mom. And, like, didn't really have, like, real-world stress. And I think that's part of the issue now but I'm yeah. like I seriously think he needs an inpatient program and like yeah yeah but I don't know do you know we'll see how it turns out but like I've had some clients where I'm like I guess it could have been worse 
you know, after seeing their cases and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I've always really struggled with that thought process because I feel like you'll go through something and somebody will be like, it's like the kids in Africa with no food thing. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'm hungry. And they're like, well, there are kids in Africa with no food. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't make me not hungry. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like all people have some capacity for, like, stress and trauma. But, like, somebody else having it worse doesn't necessarily make your situation, like, not It does make awful. me feel a little bit better now, though. Yeah. Like, seeing that. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow. Like, I actually do like yeah like, you're like it's gonna be okay like, yeah it's all, it's all like, okay well, these people honestly have it way worse right now and I'm over yeah. the worst part of my experience with that um, yeah which yeah so anyways that's true how was how was how so this weekend we went on a party <laughs> bus <laughs> and we went we did um there was like 34 people on that bus I think um and it was like uh, my friend's birthday. We're not super close. She's that friend group's like a friend of a friend group, but the friends, the mutual friends we have, didn't go. And Sam and I were like, "Yeah, we're free. We'll go." And then I invited Victoria because they had extra spots on the party bus. And like this friend group's super inclusive, so I was like, I don't "Yeah, know, that's they were not gonna so be weird." Um, but yeah, I definitely browned out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny to me, honestly. I have some brown spots. Yeah, like Sam, like we had wristbands from that last bar, and I was like, when did we get a wristband? Oh, I threw mine out while I cleaned my apartment before you came over. <laughs> I like saw it on my wrist later that day, and I was like, where did we get these? Like, I don't know. Um, and like, I don't know. Sam and I went home that night, and we, he took like a two hour nap. I took a 40 minute nap. I can't believe you guys nap. Like, how did you nap and then get back up? I had to walk Lola um, because we had left her for like six out seven hours, which is longer okay. than we normally leave her. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I ordered Mexican food. Um, what did you do after? Because we left. So we went to El Prez and then we went to Mavericks and then we went to, I don't even know what that last place was. Oh, we were at the Hard Rock Hotel downtown San Diego. Oh, see, I thought we were going to be in downtown the whole time. Yeah. I didn't realize we were in downtown at that point. Yeah, we were in downtown at that point. We were right next to, like, it's, like, right next to, like, Old Spaghetti Factory. And, like, where we were in Gaslamp, essentially. Okay. So what did you and Chase do after? So we got an Uber. We went to Coronado. And then we... Were we staying in a hotel? Yeah, because we were staying at the Coronado Marriott for a little staycation on Friday night. And then our stuff was still there on Saturday, but we didn't stay on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we went back to the hotel, packed up our stuff. And then we went to Buena Frichetta on Coronado and had focaccia bread and mm-hmm. pizza and pasta. Did you eat anything all day? Cause I realized I didn't eat anything all day. So I was supposed to go to Kelsey's before, <laughs> before um, we went, but we woke up at 9.45 cause we used blackout curtains. And I think that we're like in the honeymoon phase, so we're not really sleeping as much as you normally would. So we're kind of both exhausted, and I'm working like 97 jobs right now, so that's chaotic. So we slept till 9:45, and I called Kelsey, and I was like, "Listen, we're just late. Like, there's. I thought I was gonna wake up at seven. So where was I going with this? Oh, so when I decided not to come to your house, 
and that we had to get there by 12. It's like 10, 10 o'clock at this point. So we walked and I got a bagel at breakfast and we had a bagel mm-hmm. and an acai bowl. And Chase apparently ate a whole plate of chicken tenders from some girl. Wait, why did you want to call me on Sunday? You left me a voicemail. Oh. You don't have to talk about it here. Oh, I... (laughs) I don't know. I was just in a little bit of, like, an emotional low point. Were you upset about him lying about the... No, no. (laughs) So we did a scavenger hunt at the first bar, El Prez. And I I cannot explain to you how organized... This girl, her birthday girl was her name. It was Sabrina. epic, honestly. She never been to a better adult birthday party in my life. I can't overhype this girl enough. Like, no, she's, she's stunning. She's gorgeous. She she's got an smart. Amazing body. Amazing body. I like her outfit. I couldn't kill her. Yeah, I was like, well, like, I saw her and I was like, I want to be her. Like, I want to be that girl. I and I thought my outfit was so fucking cute. So jealous of her boobs. I was like, yeah, her boobs. She was wearing this like lilac. Um, like kind of like cropped cool. yeah it was like a cropped rib top but it had like cups in a, it and it, oh did it yeah okay and it was like a v-neck yeah so it was like a sweetheart neckline was really what it was oh yeah and then it was sleeved and then had cups in it watch it be like blue about yeah <laughs> yeah like we just she's basically just wearing like a cropped cotton <laughs> tee just- fruit of the loom <laughs> Cut with scissors. But like, though, I do remember it being lilac. So yeah, yeah, and then she had on like a lilac wig as well. She's just stunning, and I I feel like we're both girls. Girls, like we want other people to be friends with our friends. We want like girls to get along with each other, and she is the ultimate girls girl. Like I'd never met her before. I'm like at her birthday party party bus, and she like made multiple points to like be like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry I haven't said hi to you yet. Like I'll be back in a minute. She whatever. She texted me after, and she's like, sorry I didn't get more time to like hang out with you and your friends. And I was like, that's totally fine. Yeah, she like, texted me after. Really? And she said, thank you so much for coming to my party. You guys are great. And I was like, you think I'm great? <laughs> Dude, she and her boyfriend have been together since high school. This is how much of a girls girl I, I think she must be. Like I was talking to Sam about it, and I was like. I think it's a little bit unusual to be with your partner for like 10 years, be in your late 20s and not live together. Yeah. Um, but I They think, don't live together? No. I was that's see, I was telling wait, Sam, wait, I was wait, like wait, that's wait, surprising, wait. right? But Sam was like, I think it might be because she just loves hanging out with her friends so much and she's like super outgoing and her boyfriend like is way more like I'm not an introvert, but he's just, like, way more quiet. Like, you would never guess. That they're together. Yeah. But I was saying on Saturday, I keep meeting these girls with, like, the most even-keeled boyfriends, and all the girls are, like, nuts. I tell you. Nuts in the best way, okay? Don't take that bad on the internet. Every relationship has a rock and a star. Yeah. And sometimes, it doesn't have to be associated with gender, but, like, in that relationship, she's the star and he's the rock. Do you think he can go back and forth? I mean, on Saturday, the pictures he sent me of Sam dancing, I was like, he was he the star. He was the star. In that. I... <laughs> so, yeah, it can go back and forth, but generally, I'm the star and he's the rock. Because, like, I think it depends on what friend group I'm with with Chase. Okay. Because he has star quality. Like, he's super outgoing. I took him to work happy hour. This man talked to more people at work happy hour than I did. And it was my job with my clients. What job? And he's working the room. Orange theory. <laughs> he's networking. 
He really was. He was working the freaking room. He's talking to women in their 60s, women in their 20s, men in their 30s, like literally everywhere. Like the guy that I didn't really want to talk to, Chase is entertaining him for like 25 minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to go over there. Chase is like, we're just having a great time. <laughs> and I was really tired that day. Like I've been exhausted. I started, I took, started coaching 5 a.m. classes, which means I have to be there at 4.45, which means I have to wake up at 4 because it's 20 minutes away. And I move like a snail in the mornings when I have to get up that early. So I need like 20 minutes to be able to like go to the bathroom, wash my face, and put my hair in a ponytail. I haven't been up in 4 a.m. in years. Listen, <laughs> we... I was crying because if I don't sleep, I'm like unwell. Like sleep is so important. And if I don't sleep, I'm not okay. And so I cried three times in one week. And I was talking to Chase about it. And he's like, is this even worth it? And I was like, I don't know. Like the money's not really good. What gym is this? It's a gym. It's a CrossFit gym. gym. Yeah. I'm not going to say what the name is. Oh, yeah. They're a really good gym. And I really, really like them. I like the coaches. Yes. That's where John goes. I haven't met him yet, but. My roommate's old or new boyfriend goes to her. Your CrossFit. old roommate's new boyfriend. Yeah, my be- one of my best friends' boyfriends <laughs> goes to this gym. Yeah, and so I was like looking at the numbers, and they don't their their classes are like fine. Like payment in San Diego as a CrossFit coach, like is like twenty five dollars. Like it's trash. An hour. You literally make no money. Yeah, and you're expected to be there fifteen minutes before and go to all these events and whatever. So basically, I get asked if I can like kind of help man this event, and I say no because I'm exhausted and I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I hate logistics. I hate being somewhere where I'm expecting people to show up for me. I just don't. I don't like it. It's not my thing. And I go over and I realize like, okay, this is not worth the money. Like, I'm not making. Like, I'm barely making any money here. Like, literally, at the end of the day, I'm getting twenty five dollars a class, and then I'm making a very small amount of money to well, stay at the gym. How long are the class, like, if you An teach, hour. So, yeah, you only have one, and then do you do, like, back-to-back classes? Yeah, so or? I do, 50, I have to be there 15 minutes before, two classes back-to-back, and then... And you don't get paid for the 15 minutes no. before? No. It's, like, per class is per class, no matter how much time before per or after. Yeah. And then there's, like, a gap between classes, and the gap at this gym is only 15 minutes, but, like, other gyms it'll be more or less, depending... But still, but time I'm not, is money. Time is money. And, like, when you're waking up at 4 a.m., like, what's the trade-off between the amount of money that I'm making in that day mm-hmm. to, like, an extra three hours of sleep? Yeah. So, ultimately, we decided it's not worth it. Where was I going with this? Are you quitting that job? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I feel weird because my friend got me the job. Or, like, got me the interview. Mm-hmm. And then I interviewed and got the job. And I'm, like, a good CrossFit coach. And I know I'm a really good CrossFit coach. But it's, like, the exhaustion does not outweigh the money. Or the money does not outweigh the exhaustion. Like, if you were paying me 200 bucks a day, hell yeah. I'll be there for him every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. I'll show up. But for this amount of money, like, it is not enough. Yeah. That's kind of my job right now has gotten it's, – it's really picked up. I've gotten, like, assigned three new cases in the past, like, ten business days. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) But it's just, like, I feel like a waitress again with just tables being sat and sat, except for this time, the meal takes months. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the longest meal of your life. Yeah, it's, like, some of them... It's, like, a Christmas dinner every day. Yeah. Nine-course meal. Some of them I can get done, you know, like, the case can be resolved fairly quickly, but some of them, I've had cases since, like, November that haven't been solved. And 
yeah, it's a. Uh, it's nuts right now. What is that? Did I give you that photo back there? You did. I was like, is that Hana in that? Yeah, it's you, me, and Hana that night when we smoked weed, and I like I didn't smoked weed in years, and we got really high, and I drunk texted an ex boyfriend, and we were on your patio in Claremont. That must have been, was that when you came over and we built that table? Like that day? Yeah, we built the table and then there was, that was also the night where we went on the rooftop. We went on my roof that night? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That was another night I got a little drunk. Yeah, we were a little messed up. Um, that's that so fun. funny. I yeah, love that. Yeah, then you made me that and you sent it to me for my birthday, which makes me feel like a bad friend because I haven't gotten you a birthday present in a long time. Uh, I did some- get you a housewarming present that was also a birthday that was present. Really nice. Gifts so, are my love language if I remember to give someone a gift. I love giving gifts. I love getting gifts. Chase the other day was like, when we first started dating, he's like, you know, I've been thinking about doing this thing where I just don't do gifts anymore. He's like, that's not going to work with me, buddy. And I was like, that's a nice idea. <laughs> was With me and Sam, like, apparently his family, because in my family, like, at least with my mom, like, gifts are her love language, like, sending them. Yeah. Um, but in his family, like, they don't give each other gifts. And I was like, I think, like, maybe, like, our first birthday together or something like he didn't get me anything sam and i have the same birthday and if you're so a gift little... person that's upsetting oh oh yeah i i made it known <laughs> it's like you have to give me gifts if we're gonna be in a relationship on my birthday like that's it i mean yeah. birthday and christmas i mean i'm not like you have to give me something every week but yeah. it's like you can't just show up to my birthday and... every once a month i need a gift <laughs> yeah it's give me a louis once a month <laughs> Could you imagine? I follow, I'm on this like luxury bag subreddit. Also, I can't get over how much my face has been breaking out. I'm freaking over it. Um, I need to get a facial once a month now. I'm like, anyways. How did you get there? Because I noticed another zit that's coming in. Do you ever like touch your face for a second? And you're like, yeah. oh my God, there's another one. I'm breaking out right now. And like, I don't break out often. Like I really don't. I have like, I have spent years and thousands of dollars on skincare products to have really gorgeous skin that people compliment without any makeup on and listen that sounds like a flex it's not that good but i do get complimented probably once a month on my skin and um i'm breaking out because if i drink too much and eat too much sugar then i break out so i think this is a little story i I think this is a warning sign for me to like cool it i do tend to break out after the weekends and that's like yeah weekends are like the only time i wear makeup or like drink a lot or don't get sleep yeah but yeah i think until my wedding i'm getting a facial once a month that's good so that i can like try to and then maybe start drinking celery juice by the gallon i don't know i heard that might (laughs) by the gallon (laughs) by the gallon i mean i yeah i i have liquid iv on me right now but i feel like lately i've been bad about drinking water and so i have to Mm. do like i've been really bad about drinking water too yeah. I go through phases. I mean, I always have my water bottle on me. It's a staple, but... <laughs> this is so gross, but do you remember in college when you found a hydro flask in the gym and then, like, six months later, you took a Q-tip to the straw lid? Dude, I will never use a reusable straw. No, I have the most disgusting... I couldn't even talk to Sam about this because it had been... It had only been, like, two weeks since it happened, but I think now I'm recovered enough. I don't even know if I can talk about it because I don't know if anyone is ever going to want it. I had a steel straw that I've been reusing and I thought I'd been cleaning it out well. Like, I'll, I'll like, run boiling water through it. No, listen. You know what I learned about dishes? Don't it's use It's not straw. about the water or the soap. It's about the friction. 
That's yeah. what I learned during COVID. It's not about the water or the soap. It's about but, it's about the the friction. What makes me feel better is the boiling water. I know would kill everything. That's gonna hurt me. Yeah, it'll kill it, but that but doesn't it mean will it's leave it, the thing there. Yeah, so it's not gonna help build up. It'll be a sterile, disgusting thing. Yeah, it'll be a sterile brown goop pipe. So I was <laughs> drinking out of the steel straw one day, and I'm pretty sure I was driving, and I thought like I had a hair in my mouth. <laughs> Oh my god, I couldn't even... It was like it was like a string came out of my steel straw. I'm sorry if that makes you throw up. I almost threw up. I almost died It was like a thick hair with goop on it? It was... Yeah, I don't know what the heck... It, it was... You're not Googling that, are you? No, no, no. Oh. My brother called me and he never calls me. And I ignored the call because we're podcasting. And then I texted him, are you okay? And then he didn't text me back. So I texted my mom. Is Robert okay? And I said, hi... And she says hi, and I said, Rob called me, but I couldn't pick up if you talked to him. Because he never calls me, so if he calls me, I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, it's not like my little brother. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm not getting profuse texts up in here. But then now my mom's not texting me back, so what is up with all these people? I know my brother's at home. My mom, trying to check her location right now. Location not available. That feels stressful. Did he only call you once? Call me twice. But also my phone's on Do Not Disturb. Did he leave a message? No. Why would he leave a message? It's my, my little brother. My thing is, if it's an emergency, they'll leave a message. Right? I mean, I think so. I think he's probably fine. Like so, Victoria's little brother is DJing my wedding. Um, oh, he's excited. Is he really? I asked him if he negotiated price with you, and he says, no, it's for fun. I mean, I am paying him, so... I was like, you can try to negotiate, but I do have a budget, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's really <laughs> excited about it. I think he's going to do a really good job. So my little brother is, like, one of the most epic people alive. He, uh, he's one of the people with the biggest set of boundaries I've ever met in my life. He does not respond unless it is on his terms how he feels is right, which is crazy, which is sometimes... Is that a boundary or is that just communication uh, stuff? See, when you're with him, he's super present. Yeah. He's never, he's like, if he's with you, he's with you. If you're on the couch watching TV, like all bets are off. But like, if you're at dinner, like he's with you, he's like very present. So he's a great communicator. I think that, like, maybe it could be addressed. But <laughs> I don't know. He also has, like, a job. He, like, manages a ton of people at his yeah. job. Like, he's a busy guy. No, he's, Listen, and he's I think doing that well. at some he's time, striving. at some point, like, you also have to accept people for who they want to be. Yeah, I mean, and, like, I it's okay to just let people be who they want to be. I have been a bad communicator, and I'm still not the best. I know, but thank God you got better because I was freaking out for a second. Yeah, I'm a recovering non-texter, you're, non-caller back. Yeah, and you're for, a recovering hermit. For all those people out there that don't believe in their friends who never text them back, I am proof that you can get better. You might Bitch, not... I always believed in you. <laughs> you know, it took for me to get better. It took Natalie being like i forgot what she said exactly but she told me she was like yeah you could definitely be a better communicator and sure a little bit and um she but it was basically like i just want to know when you're gonna be late like i want to know when you're gonna cancel plans and i respect that because i feel like from the perspective of a non-texter and like someone who enjoys it when people cancel plans, I would like avoid texting people to follow up on plans or to let them know when I was gonna be late. And like the following up on plans thing was like kind of in hopes that it wouldn't, that the plans would fall through. <laughs> and like then, you're like, just hoping if you don't say anything, then nobody's gonna expect it to happen. And, I, and I'm still guilty of that. 
sometimes. Yeah. And then it's okay. also the like being late thing. I mean, I try a lot harder to be on time now, but it was also like, I'd be ashamed that I'm so late yeah. and I wouldn't want to tell them how late I was, but it's like, that's the most respectful thing you can do is yeah, just, just be honest about your lateness. Yeah. And like, be honest, like as soon as I know I'm going to cancel now, I try to tell the other person, but as you can see with my brother, I've gotten into trouble for canceling. Like I actually got in a fight, not in a fight, but like my friends got mad at me like a year and a half ago when I canceled on doing something for New Year's. Um, oh, I also got in trouble for that last year. Yeah, you got in trouble with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, funny so. how the tables turn. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's whatever. I had to talk it through with them, too. So <laughs> every New Year's... New Year's is a, is a... Yeah, it sounds drama. like drama. It's never as fun as you want it to be. Like, 4th no, of July I is hate where New it's Year's. at. I hate New Year's. I hate Halloween. Hot take. You hate Halloween? I hate Halloween. I never do anything for Halloween, and I never try to do yeah, anything. Yeah, that's why you don't so hate think, it. Yeah. See, I think that's why I hate New Year's, is I always try to do something for it, and I do do something for it, and it's always like... I just don't stay up that late, so it's like... Yeah. Okay, so we have a friend that huffs. Do you know how they do it? What is a huff? Like, like at the fish concert. Like the drug. Like to get high by huffing. We talked about it on the bus. This is like a shocking revelation for me. Oh, that's it. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm... I want to talk about this because I'm so curious. Dude, okay. I was shocked because yes. I've never done whippets before. So <laughs> I've made this new friend. <laughs> I just moved to San Diego, so I'm like in the process of making a lot of friends. And I went to a house party and they and all of their friends were there. And they had told me they do whippets. And I'm like, what the hell is you a whippet? So you didn't know what a whippet no, was No, I literally before. don't. I don't do. Like, okay, listen. I don't care if you do drugs. I think everyone should live their best life. I get really bad come down. So I don't really fuck with drugs. All right. I just. Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't really mess with drugs. <laughs> I like how you stop. You cursing. ask for permission and then you don't curse again. <laughs> Honestly, I realized that I have a sailor mouth the other day and I want to be. I, I want to present classier. And I think that cursing okay. is only bringing me down. I've never noticed you having a sailor mouth, but then sometimes I think I have a sailor mouth. And I don't think you have a sailor mouth either. Okay, so we're both confirming that we don't have sailor mouths. Yeah. And it's okay or, to Or like though. one fuck a week is like not, like in public is oh, not that bad. I mean, I like swear words for like the emphasis. I think yeah. they're good for storytelling. Yeah, it does make drama in a story. Anyway, so I don't, I don't really... I don't fuck with drugs, all right? I get really bad come downs. I'm not into it. After I had like depression, like it's just not worth it to me. It, who's to say? All right, never say never, whatever, but I'm not really a drug doer. And so I show up at this party and they're like, oh yeah, we're doing whippets. And I'm like, what the hell is a whippet? This is so weird. And they're like, basically when you like helium a balloon into yourself. And I'm like, this is, okay. why would you, okay. Like, why wouldn't you just get a balloon? Like, I don't understand how this is an entire. So they didn't do it with balloons? No, they do you, do you know whippets are like these little I've literally never done them and I don't Like whippet looks like a mini helium tank. Like okay. the size of like I don't know, okay, 3 so to 4 inches, the size of like I think huffing is just like the word for when you get high off of like 
like stupid. random objects like like white out or like a helium balloon like you huff the the helium so like i guess a whip it is like the controlled version of that where you like actually seek like that thing for that specific high. yeah because as far as i was concerned i just thought it was like i don't know i thought like people carried paint cans and just like sniffed them but it's honestly strange to me like i've asked a lot of questions i still am not clear on what the fun of it is i think it makes you like feel a little stupid for a second which like is not it's not a feeling i'm into how long does the high last like it's quick that's why one to three minutes okay quick highs have never been like attractive to me like i know i feel like i'm insane so if I have a quick high. Like, who knows what's going to happen in that three minutes? See, I just, like, I heard, like, ever since I heard, like, cocaine, like, if you do a line, it lasts, like, 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, like, it's not, I mean, supposed to last that long. I don't have much experience with the cocaine, but that's what I've heard. And, like, um... I heard here that cocaine is just, like, caffeine. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just drink a coffee? Okay, I don't... Like, with all the lacing that... Uh, maybe like because I think caffeine really depends on you. Like I think some yeah, people like probably Coke's drink caffeine. Yeah, and like Coke's gonna get everyone. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason Coke is so addictive is because yeah. the high doesn't last like super mm, long. So, so you want to do it and do it and do it and do it. Yeah, like if you're gonna go out a night partying, like one line will last you maybe that hour. But if you're gonna stay up till like four a.m. and party with your friends, you're gonna need a little bit of Coke to do that. Allegedly. Yeah, I feel like that's when a lot of people that I know do it. Like when I'm partying. It's, like, it's like, not till later in the night. Like, nobody's, like, doing lines at 9 p.m. at the pregame. Well, that's... And that's... Okay, so when people tell me... Like, the party bus we went on on Saturday... Yeah. Like, people were talking about going out after. And I was like, that's the crowd that does coke. Because... Yeah. Because <laughs> Sam and I went home, and, like, we're dead. Like, yeah, I went and I ate half of focaccia bread, a couple slices of pizza, and a thing of pasta, and one glass of wine, and then, yeah got in the shower and went to sleep yeah like i was still hungover i stopped drinking at like i don't know 3 p.m and i was hungover still at like six i don't know that's not that surprising but i woke up at like 6 a.m with a throbbing headache oh really i was fine i mean i wasn't hungover i honestly was still kind of hungover the next day not as much as i would have if i had just like gone straight to bed yeah like if we stopped drinking at like 11 p.m like i would have been really hungover yeah but yeah the people who stay up late partying when they're, like, in their late 20s. And listen, we're not judging anybody who does this. We're, we just go to bed at 9 p.m. I'm a coach. I wake up at 4 a.m. I cannot be going out till 4 a.m. on the weekends and then try to survive my life. Trust me, it sounds fun the to week. me, but I have an addictive personality. Oh, same. And the idea of being I have so a- much alcoholism in my family, I can't <laughs> fuck with any other drugs. I just... It's too I, sketch. I know <laughs> I would love it too much, <laughs> so... So respect for people that can do it and yeah. then not do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like any drugs, really. Like if you can do it and enjoy them and then not do them and live your own healthy, happy life. And after, then good for you. Like, yeah, keep doing whatever you're doing. If it's working for you, it works for you. Yeah. But, um, We're not judging you. We're just curious. It scares really. me. Yeah. I'm terrified of everything. I'm a baby. I'll, I'll get addicted to anything, so. Um, I was addicted to liquid IV. My nutritionist had to tell me to chill. Really? Yeah. You were addicted to liquid IV? <laughs> yeah, because that's so good. Because I loved, like, I want to drink water, and I feel like a healthy queen, and, like, so hot when I drink a lot of water, and my skin, yeah. like, literally everything's better when you drink enough water. 
And so I just kept dumping liquid IV into my water because I didn't realize it was just sugar. Yeah. And then I got this nutritionist and she's like, Victoria, you're way smarter than this. I've been in fitness for like eight years at this Did point. You like, dump, I like, know. a whole packet in every time? I would dump like half a packet in okay. 28 ounces of water. Okay, so I've been doing half a packet, but I also have and I would, regular water and then I have my enhanced water. Yeah, I would drink like about 150, what is it, milliliters, liters, milliliters of water. But you also have a tr- ounces? nutritionist. I, only I used to. Ounces. I used to. I only had a nutritionist, nutritionist so I could get my period back because I had PCOS. Um, yeah. So after I got my IUD out, I didn't get my period for a while. I found out I had PCOS and then I got a nutritionist to get my period back. And now I have a normal period. I'm a healthy queen, obviously. I'm on birth control, so I don't get one. I've been contemplating birth control. I, I, get I like, really go back and forth every single day about this. I mean, I don't honestly think about it that much. I sh- should probably, but I also, like... Okay, so I think I get, like, kind of chronic yeast infections. Oh, shit. Or, like, whatever. I didn't know that. That's terrible. Bacterial vaginitis or something. Not mm. that bad. Um, oh, yo, BV and me, oh, we go BV. way back. Yeah. So I, like... Yeah, I just, we're tight. Too much information, but I try not to wear <laughs> underwear when I can. Yeah. Really? It's an ecosystem down there, girl. You gotta let it breathe. <laughs> like, like... What kind of pants are you not wearing underwear I mean, I'm wearing with? underwear right now, but, like, when I go to bed, like... Oh, yeah. In my pajamas. Naked pants, or bust for bed. Okay, so I don't go naked to bed, but like... You don't go naked to bed? I've never been comfortable going naked to bed, because I'll wake up and I'll be like, I'm cold. I'm, I'm like, not going to lie, I've always wondered, like, okay, if a robber comes in in the middle of the night... Or a fire. And then I'm nude. <laughs> like, or the SWAT team, like, if you... If, wh- why if is it, a SWAT team going to come into my if house? it turns out your boyfriend's a murderer, I don't know. You never expect that kind of thing to happen, but... <laughs> Anyways. You know, now that I think about it, when I was with my ex... I wore pajamas a lot more because I was always worried something was going to happen in the middle of the night and I needed to be ready. Because of his alcoholism? Yeah. Wow. That's dark. That's super dark, but it's true. But, um, yeah, with the bacterial vaginitis, is that what it's called? Yeah. You um, could just say BV so we don't gross our fans BV. out. I mean, I used to be grossed out by yeast infection until, like, I got, I remember the first time I got a really, I got one when I was little once. I barely remember, but, like, my mom was like, oh, yeah, like, that's what that is. Here's some Lotrimin, because my mom's cure-all is Lotrimin. And then I remember getting the second one I really remember ever getting in Wales while I was studying no. abroad. It's always while you're studying abroad. Yo, that's like when I was studying abroad, I was in Chamonix, and I lost bladder control. Yeah, you peed. I peed myself. Because of a back injury. Because I have a bulged L4, L5. That, Which, if you know anything about bulging discs, that's intense. I think anytime you lose bad bladder control for, like, something unrelated to having given birth from, to a child. Yeah, it's sketch. I called my mom, and she's like, if this happens one more time, you have to come home. I had to, like, tell my freaking study abroad lady, Michelle, about it. Yeah. It was so stressful. And the I girls, they were so mean me to me. Honestly, like, it. I don't know how I don't have trauma from that trip. Because the girls were so mean to me. What? How? So, like... There was this clique of girls, and, like, I wanted to be in There's, this clique of girls. Wait, there was a clique of girls on my study abroad. Yeah, because they're, like, the hot girls, whatever, right? They're, well, in the, they're in the best sororities, and they have the best clothes, and they all have the expensive cameras to go travel with. Actually, mine was... I was probably in the hotter girl group. Is it Rob Conner? No, it's my mom. Do you want to answer it? Should I? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to answer. It. Okay. If it's weird. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You want me to answer it on speak? Hi, Mom. Uh, nothing. I Robert called me two times and it made me nervous because then I texted him and then he didn't text me back. It was like 20 minutes ago. Uh, okay. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. He's got a lot going on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, he's probably just stressed out then. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to call. I'll call him back in a little bit. We're going to have to cut this. My mom's long-winded. <laughs> With the most love. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll call him back in a little bit when Kelsey and I are done with this. Okay, love you. Excited to go to dinner tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at 6 o'clock or 6.30. I'll text you to confirm. Okay, love you. The passive mom, I need to go. Yeah, like trying to get out of the conversation, but you can't. My mom's so good at getting out of conversations, but I cannot get out of conversations with her. My dad, it's funny. <laughs> My dad will just stop talking, like just stop contributing to the conversation when he's ready to be done. I'll just be like, oh yeah, I put you on mute an hour ago. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, what um, were we talking about? Study abroad. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, so I was saying that my girls were really clicky and they were all in the best sororities oh, and whatever. Oh, yeah, in the group... Okay, objectively speaking, the girl group I was in studying abroad was... You were in the clique. ...more attractive than the one that was the clique. No. And, you know... You know, I think that... I'm going to give a really hot, mean take here. <laughs> girls, girls, but mean. No, just kidding. I think that sometimes ugly girls band together against girls that are prettier than them for weird reasons. And I think that any semblance of power is helpful to girls who have insecurities because then they feel I more, do think it's like I a think power they feel more powerful. Yeah, yeah. So if the ugly girls band together against the hot the hot girls, like the one or two hot girls, then they feel like they have the power in the situation. And in this situation Which was true. With this group that like was kinda clicky, it was because they wanted to do their weekend travels and they didn't want too many people who were interested in going on their like mini trips mm. which to me i'm like that's dumb as fuck like i when i, would, I was like, little i merrier. would always be purposely excluded from certain groups until like i found a group that like accepted me and everyone yeah. and so like ever since then i've been like i don't want to be that bitch that excludes people no i'm like the more the i think merrier. that's such a, a bad look i need an army i hate of people. i hate a closed off girl you know i hate a closed off girl what I just think it's so dumb to be like arbitrarily exclusive in a group. Like, yeah, it makes like you think that you look 
superior by excluding people like but actually you just end up being mean and you end up being alone like all yeah. those girls ended up alone without friends like the, the ones in elementary school and high school like i just yeah and like now i have a group of like 10 girlfriends from high school and we get together yeah, like so epic twice a year and it's all just like the friends that like never i don't know we like never excluded anyone you know yeah that's so. funny i know i've always been like I don't want to say jealous because I don't think jealous is the right word because I'm I want you to have all of the wonderful things in life, <laughs> but I think that like there has been like you have this epic friend group from high school and like when I was in high school I got that was a good catch, catch Kelsey it. just got a fly. Um, we're in San Diego. It's fly season starting and I only have uh, screens on two of my windows because I'm a peasant. Oh. <laughs> and honestly, I'm unwilling to pay for screens on the other windows. So this is just how I we live. Landlord. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dad and my stepmom. dad's my landlord. Uh, anyway, in high school, I got ousted from a friend group for like three weeks. Me and my best friend, we our friend group wouldn't hang out with us because they thought that we were the ones who busted a party because I didn't drink because I was a gymnast and I was trying to like you narc. I know. They said I was a narc. I know. So fucking rude. Because first of all, I never went to parties. Second of all, I didn't drink. Third of all, my mom was the coolest effing mom on the planet. Like, at that point, my mom was way cooler than your mom. So don't even come at me saying that my mom is the reason the party was canceled. Am I still hung up on this? Yes, I am. Because you're a mean girl. Nobody called the cops. That's oh, the thing. They, the, they said the your cops mom weren't the even cops? fine. They said that my mom, call, that I told my mom that I was a party, and that my mom told the person who was hosting the party's mom that there was a party. And who are these girls that blamed you? The girls Say in my direct names. friend group. Say their names. Yeah, and they all outcasted us for like two weeks. All we did was go to my house at lunch because we couldn't go anywhere else because everyone was being so mean to us. And then they let you back in? Was this you and Ryan? Well, I. Yeah, it was me and Ryan. And I never got back in. Like, I, I did, and, like, I stood with them at break. But, like, Isn't my, so my real... It's, like, who you stand with in the off hours. Yeah, like, who you who you literally, like, put your physical body next to becomes, like, your group. For and me, like, it was all lunch. It was all about lunch. Yeah, we had, like, off-campus lunch. Like, who you go to lunch with. It's a big deal. Yeah. Freshman year was the shit. Like, we had this huge group of, like, 25 people, probably. It was great. I was so included. And then it all went downhill from there. I feel like I'm just, like, an irrelevant girl from high school. Like, that's how I feel about myself in high school. It's like, I'm just irrelevant. Like, nobody really cares about me. And, like, it's fine. Like, I don't feel like nobody... I don't feel, like, bad about myself. I just feel like nobody really cares. And I think that's consistent. Like, I think when people see me, they're not like, oh, my God, I don't want to talk to her. But they're also not like, wow, she was a hot girl. Like, whoa. Do people from your high school still hang out with each other? Yes. Okay. Because I feel like a loser, because I went to my high school's five-year reunion, and then I'm going to our 10-year that's coming up in August. If I had a five-year, I wasn't invited. Embarrassing, right? How do they invite? I mean, we invited people over Facebook, so like, if you don't have Facebook or check... I, I think most people don't have a five-year. I think it's because my senior class, like, um, I was in... ASB or like the club mm, yeah mm-hmm. and so like that's part of the reason like I feel like a nerd sometimes yeah and like it like back when I was in high school like you could be 
like popular in your own right or you could be a be popular you know yeah and like so, popular in your own right is like a cool kind of chill like respect popular yeah asb popular is like popular popular I, like people don't necessarily like you or respect you but, but they're like well, they will they'll take it yeah and it's like i feel like i was like popular in the sense that i had a lot of friends but i was never i didn't consider myself like a quote unquote popular girl but then once i was in asb it was like now i mean i still then talk you're to elite. yeah like now i mean elite baby our our like asb president and our class president like i was friends with them and so that's like why i'm so in the know on all our like class reunions yeah it's like my friend group and i will skype like every other month and we literally like got like called up our asb president <laughs> like in one of them and he lives in like michigan and like fought him over what dates we were gonna have so it's like that's, that's awesome and my whole friend group like a lot of us were in leadership and if you weren't or that's what we called asb the asb class was leadership and if you weren't in the asb class you were in you were the nothing. journalism class which is like so there's like yeah i don't know it was that's my high school politics wow anyways i'm way too i'm way too if we have invested. a 10-year reunion then Actually, i no. was not invited it would because be it's almost summer, summer. Yeah. yeah or like after because we were yeah. thinking about having ours near christmas but we're not yeah. gonna do that honestly oh yeah i can't i don't know if i would go right now you haven't heard because, anything about it no i haven't heard anything and like i don't think I've, i think i'm irrelevant like i think that that's kind of like my i think that like I'm typically pleasant to be around. I think that people thought I was nice. I think that pe- I think that like people have like a generally positive outlook on who I was, but I think that I'm like pretty irrelevant. Like it doesn't really matter what's going on in my life in in relation to everybody at my high school. Well, you so like a lot of friends that I made at least in high school was cuz I did cross country soccer and track. Yeah. And so every season I would like be on a different yeah, and sport get at my high people. school and like hang out with all these people yeah. but like if you're in gymnastics yeah you weren't doing that and so like that was a big part of like my extracurricular life yeah was just, like sports with friends yeah yeah so. and like i was a gymnast so i was did like club gymnastics elsewhere so i was always at the gym like doing gymnastics instead of being at like high school sports except for the one year that i did uh pole vaulting because i lost a bet why does everyone do pole vaulting because i did pole vaulting really and honestly it was yo the what's best your max height like, oh, not good so bad i could do way better pole vaulting now my mom's calling me again i have to answer because now i'm nervous okay so my mom called me again because uh i don't have a costco card but she does oh all right guys full update on the situation my mom i don't have a costco card but I drink Fairlife protein shakes. Have you ever had them? No. They're so good. I can't. Listen, I've drank an, a disgusting amount of protein in my I life. Like I cannot drink I used protein to, I used to be a bodybuilder for a second. It fully messed me up. It was a bad. I don't recommend it. If you're a bodybuilder, I'm sorry. But like I high, high, high key don't recommend it to anyone. I feel like anyone. it's like sponsored eating disorders. It is fully a sponsored eating disorder that's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars and it's going to leave you on the other side with fucked up feelings about food. Honestly, it took me years to not, look, to not look at food and think about how many calories was in it. It's yeah. like, listen, any sport that you do professionally is going to put you into some type of regimen, but I've, I've met... I coach an ex-MLB player 
and we've talked about nutrition and nobody's that psychotic about nutrition no one like it is unnecessary it will hurt you especially if you're a female like there is very little to no positives that come out of the nutritional and body side you might make good friendships you might trauma bond you might get a medal and like listen if you want to do sport for sport's sake great but a lot of people go into bodybuilding for the wrong reasons i would say the majority of people go into bodybuilding for the wrong reasons and it ends up leaving you with eating disorders or body dysmorphia and like things that cannot be cured in the amount of time that it takes to get them. Also from someone who just like follows people who body, well used to, I could literally like never tell the difference between like the top 10 people. Like they'd be like, this person's glutes are like, yeah. and I get that like maybe you can see it, but I'm like, okay, if I'm pretty into fitness, like for the average person, I can't see a difference. Like Yeah. So bodybuilding is also a lot of politics. Like bodybuilding politics are probably similar to like, I don't know. I don't even know what would be like maybe pageants where okay. it matters on what the it's like there's multiple different types of divisions and different judges are hired and based on who the judges are and who your coach is and who you know you'll be more likely to win or lose based on your connections mm-hmm. and not just on your body and i think at the olympia like that makes sense who's to me. who's to say yeah but because it's like subjective yeah. like and, like, sometimes I'll look at someone and it's, like, their first show. I'm, like, yeah, they look like it's their first show. But when yeah. you look at, like, the top people, I'm, like, it blows my mind that there's a difference. Because I'm, like, yeah, I literally Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, like, if you are a bodybuilder and you are successful and you love it and you can maintain a decently healthy relationship with food, live your best but life. So but if you are somebody... People- most people can't. I was going to say, so many people stop doing it, like, after they get their pro card. Yeah, they like, get their pro card, and they're like, wait, this wasn't worth it. Yeah, well, Tayshay is the number one person I think of. Yeah. Because we both used to, like, really We used like to her. love her, yeah. Yeah, and then she got her pro card, and that was, like, her goal, and she stopped, and she's like, yeah, it yeah. messed me up. But, like, no one will admit it while they're in it. No, because, well, while you're in it, I was in it. And you literally can't see the other side because all you see is your body shrinking. And when you see your body shrinking, good. we've been we've been conditioned to believe that that makes you a better person. It's to have a smaller, skinnier body. And like, both of us have definitely had like disordered eating. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it feels good when you feel Listen, skinnier sometimes. Like, I woke up for like six weeks with shredded abs. I was feeling hot. I was looking hot. The amount of validation I got from the external world was insane. But this bitch also, my coach, also told me what to eat on my birthday. She told me that the only thing I could eat at Miguel's Coronado was a dry chicken burrito. Yeah. And listen, my eating disorder started my second week or my, my fourth week of training was when I had an eating disorder. My dad saw it before anyone else. Because I got a cheat meal and I ate an entire thing of Hagen dazs chocolate-covered vanilla ice creams. And I ate four pieces of pizza that night. And my dad was like, I don't think this is healthy. And I was like, it's fine. It's a cheat meal, dad. Dude, I remember I used to have cheat days and I would just gorge. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's, like, so gross. Like, now that I think about it, like, I so I had a full-blown eating, binge eating disorder that, like, luckily I no longer have. Um, and I feel like a hundred percent recovered from it, but like, man, yeah, we would have cheat days and in college. And like, sometimes I still, if I'm having like, 
sometimes I'll still have a day where I'm just like, whatever, I'm just going to eat whatever I want today and just like be kind of gross for funsies. Yeah. But it's not the same as like, this is the one day when you of the month. That day, yeah. When you plan out all the foods you didn't eat that month and you're like, I'm going to eat them all on this day. Also, the amount of money you end up spending. I don't even think about that because you go out for every single meal that day. Because, yeah, you're like, you're well, like, for lunch, I'm getting dumpling house. I am getting 77 dumplings. I am getting Dutch Bros blended drinks. Mm-hmm. I am getting pizza for dinner. And then you bet your ass I'm going to have a second dinner of a California in, burrito. You're not even enjoying it by the end. Because you're, you're so just, fucking full. You're just eating it because you weren't allowed to. And you're not going to be allowed to in the future. Yeah, for yeah. a month. Yeah. I remember one time. God, this is really gross. Well, we've really gone down a rabbit hole here. I know. One time, Please tell me. I had a cheat day and we were on an AKO like retreat. I don't know. It was like one of the only times we did that and it was for recruitment and we were in Tahoe and I got the worst burps ever. Like <laughs> disgusting. And I kept trying to burp and I couldn't stop. And Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, this girl in our sorority was like, ew, did someone fart? And she's like, I, ke- I keep smelling these farts. It's like, where are they coming from? like girl if only you knew i am not gonna tell you that i'm this is coming out of my mouth (laughs) so gross um and that's what happens when you binge that's so nasty (laughs) that's what happens when i binge yeah 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 i like have this one really defining binge eating moment in my life where like i was living in washington dc i'm like living my best life y'all like i am living my true dream of my childhood i'm a city girl i live in the heart of washington dc i have good friends i'm a personal trainer that quit my stupid corporate job that i hated i'm like poor as hell i can barely make my rent but i don't even care and we i went out to dinner with my friends and then i was a big i love a farmer's market like i'm a slut for a farmer's market and True so Davis girl. I know. I know. Can't you can't take the Davis out of the girl, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the farmer's market and I bought this fresh French bread along with like a lot of veggies. So I've always been like a nutritious girl. I've always loved nutrition. And um I went out to dinner with my friends and we had a big dinner. I don't remember what it was, but I went home and at about twelve o'clock I ate an entire ginormous like when we're talking like it's like the Safeway size loaf of bread it's not like a little cutie French bread tiny thing no it's like a massive sourdough but it was Mm. not sourdough and I'm in my kitchen at 12 30 a.m and I like cannot stop eating this bread and I'm just like you brushed your teeth Yes, always. I think that's a sign of binge eating to me. I think it is, yeah. I've never eaten after brushing my teeth. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the end of the night. I'm, like, too lazy to brush my... So I feel like, for me, if someone goes and eats again after brushing their teeth, I'm, like, okay, yeah, it's it's overriding that laziness of, like, I need to brush my teeth again. I do think there's two types of people. (laughs) Because I would also eat, like, ice cream at night. I'd, like, brush my teeth and be, like, oh, I'm still a little hungry. Yeah. And then, like, eat ice cream or, like, dessert or, like, a snack and then not brush my teeth and go to bed. Probably I had cavities as a kid. Bro, I get so many cavities Even now, now as an adult. If, I have if I need immaculate a little, dental hygiene now, and I still get freaking cavities. If I have a, like, need a little midnight snack, I'll just, like, sneak down, like, grab a cookie or, like, grab a little piece of pita. No. If it's a midnight snack, like, the point of a midnight snack is not to be hygienic and perfect. The point of a midnight snack is to fill that tiny little space in your tummy that just, like, didn't get quite enough dinner. I don't dinner. think I've ever had a true midnight snack then. And also, I... So... 
we're talking about dental hygiene right now yeah. and I feel like the prude Sam's an even bigger dental hygiene prude he will not drink tea no after brushing his you're teeth. kidding I'm not kidding Chase is really big about brushing his teeth too he flosses and brushes every night and I, I, I floss and brush every we night. stayed Sam in a hotel <laughs> I won't admit that like it was on my own volition but I've been dating him for almost 10 years and that's one of the best things he gave me was <sighs> flossing my teeth so I'm just kidding <laughs> And I got him to wear sunscreen, so. Wow. Yeah, so Chase and I stayed at a at the Marriott the other night, and I had left my toothbrush at home, and I have a toothbrush at his house because I stay there often. And I was like, hey, can you bring my toothbrush? But I forgot it, and he forgot it. Like, you know, we're both just whatever. So you used his? So I just didn't brush my teeth. I just went to bed. Would it be bed. okay if you used his? So. Do you know? On our, th- on our fourth date, we went to Tahoe together. Uh-huh. And I didn't have a toothbrush. And so I was like, I don't have a toothbrush. I would go to a gas station. And maybe it was that trip. Maybe it was a different trip. I don't know. Some trip. And I was like, I'm going to use your toothbrush. And we were both drunk when we did it. And he was like, okay. And then this weekend, I was like, I'll just use yours. And he's like, no, you won't. And I was like, we've already been there. We've already done this. What are you talking about? You can't take it back now that I can use your I toothbrush. I can't believe you used this toothbrush that early on. I know. Honestly, we went zero to 100. I was like, that's worse I lo- than saying I love you on a first date using a toothbrush. <laughs> just kidding. It was a fourth, fifth, sixth date. I don't know. Where were we? I just. Oh, okay. I remember. So it was like three weeks ago. And we had gone up to visit his brother in LA. Okay. And we went, we listened to a lot of live music together. So we went to live music and then we got home and we were drunk. And that's when he said. And also maybe something else. And that's when I used a toothbrush. Because I remember in Mammoth, I was like, you need to get a new travel toothbrush. Because his travel toothbrush just like needed an upgrade. Um, He's like a fancy one at home. While we're on the topic of his cabin in Big Bear, I'm thinking. Just an idea. Fourth of July <gasps> weekend, maybe. I love this idea. Okay, I'll check it out tonight. I'm thinking like we got to make Fourth of July plans now. We're only two months out. Yeah, we do. Less okay, than two months. I do love Coronado for the July, but I would like. Oh. I I hate the pressure of holidays. I think I get really yeah. stressed out like as friends, but I would love to go to Big Bear for that. And so Chase's family owns this cabin, and the first time I showed up, I was like, he's like, oh yeah, we have a cabin, and I was like, okay, a cabin, whatever, like usual. And then Usual I Usual sh- friends with vacation homes. Yeah, like friends of- with vacation homes. I don't know. They're like pretty, like not modest, but they're not not modest. You know, they're like pretty nice. Like, I don't know. I grew up we in We always a- call them a cabin, but it's always like a four bedroom, three bath with a sauna yeah. and a hot tub. Yeah, it's, it's like, like been upgraded in the last 15 years. Like, yeah, it's but nicer this- than your home. The views are immaculate. But this place is like on the water. Like, listen, looks like you bought it in the 1970s. He and, like, says kept it in the family. Yeah, he says I. So we're on our third date. And I call him out for only wanting to hang out with me once a week because <laughs> I don't want to hang out once a week. I want to hang out more than once a week. Like I'm looking for someone who like wants to be a big part of my life. And so I kind of like jokingly called him out and he's like, oh, well, if you want to hang out more, do you want to go to Tahoe this weekend? And I was like, or to Big Bear. And I was like, maybe that I'm driving myself in case I need to get out of this. How far away is it? Big Bear is like I don't know, two and a half, three hours. It's maybe, that close. Yeah. Like it's close. Yeah. We have to go. Okay. I will work my magic. <laughs> um, as long as it uh, wait, would Lola be allowed? I, I understand think. if not. I will ask. Okay. I will ask if Lola's allowed. She's very house trained. She doesn't chew up anything. The only thing I can't promise is she does throw up a little bit every now and I then. I think it's fine. They have mostly hardwoods. And she's very hairy. 
so we'll check we'll check on that okay um so we go up to this cabin and I'm like, and I decide, okay, we find out we need chains to go up to Big Bear. And I'm like, I'm not driving my own car with chains. Like, I'm just going to go with this guy. If I hate it, I'm two and a half hours away. I can call my mom or Kelsey or somebody to come get me. Like, if I'm in a bad situation, I check into a hotel. Who cares? I have enough money to do that. Whatever. Like, not ideal, but who cares? So I'm like, okay, pick me up. Take me, take me up there. We show up to this house. I'm like, we're driving past the lake. And I'm like, we're really close to this lake. Like, what the, f- where the hell are we? We show up, we pull in the garage, whatever. Garage looks like a normal garage. We walk in, we go straight up the stairs. And there's like panoramic panoramic views of this lake. That's like wild. three, I don't know, six by eight freaking windows. It looks like one of those influencer like. I was on an influencer retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, soaking bath, like jet bathtub, walk-in shower, double tub? vanity, hot, hot tub, tub right? backyard. A sauna? No sauna. I was going to say, that's the one thing my family's cabin's got. Yeah, no sauna. But I walked in and I was like, you said we were going to a cabin. And he's like, this is a cabin. I was like, this is not, not a fucking a cabin. cabin. Now that my brother lives in our quote-unquote cabin, he yeah. calls it a house. But he also lives there, so yeah. I feel like when you don't live there, you call it a cabin. Mm-hmm. But also, like, there's no affordable like is, housing. Is in every cabin in in the well, mountains? It would be a ins- house. Well, I think the thing is, when you live there and you work there, it's like insulting almost to be like, "Oh, I live in a cabin." Yeah, it's like you know, you live in a four bedroom, two and a half. Yeah, you bath live in a very nice house <laughs> that's worth over a million dollars. Like, while other people who work where you work live in a one bedroom, one bath apartment, so you yeah. calling it a cabin is like, yeah. But I feel like when you don't live there, it's yeah. Like, yeah, you call it your cabin. And I feel like, well, I feel like the funny thing about cabins is like, really, the spectrum is insane, because you can go to a cabin, cabin that like actually is like yeah. kind of janky, like the heat well, really like, doesn't Hana work. Growing up, her parents had a cabin near like Apple Hill. Okay. And it was literally That's like funny. there was one main area, and like. It was like this. Like, this was like the main area with like the kitchen there, and like you would watch TV there. We're in my apartment, and it is uh, oh, yeah, approximately exactly. 303 square feet. It's a studio. It's a studio. Like, and we are in the kitchen and the living room and the bedroom all at once, and we're not joking. It's tiny as hell. And her cabin had one bathroom, and then it had one bedroom that came with it. And then they added on this like sunroom with just like bed like bunk beds in it okay so it was like really legitimately a cabin but yeah. it was so fun for my high school friends and i had to go visit because we yeah. would just like pull all the mattresses out and sleep in the like living room area and yeah watch TV all day. i feel like we're in this weird part of life where like a lot of our friends have a little more money now and like we're a little bit more established and like when you go on trips like everybody expects a bed now yeah <laughs> i mean now that i own a home and I have friends come and to And you visit. have, like, a fiancé, and you have a guest room. I mean, I don't technically have a guest room. I have two offices. But then we put we blow up the air mattress and put it... But I want a guest room. Like, I want an actual bed for people to sleep on. Yeah, maybe but you should get, like, a Murphy bed. Yeah, I mean, we're just slowly... Like, we just you got a just coffee moved table. In. Yeah. yeah, we moved in two months ago, and we're trying to be slow on the furniture. And also, I kind of want to wait until our wedding so that we get that wedding registry money <laughs> yeah. for, like, that nicer good, good. furniture. Yeah. Instead of just Wayfair and Overstock.com. Yeah. Okay, I should I should go soon. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, it's like 7.30. Any last words? 
the whippets um yeah we didn't really close okay we have to close out two things one the whippets i went to this jam band concert and everyone was doing whippets out of balloons and it was insane out of balloons yes so there was like these you know like super-sized balloons no okay if you imagine a balloon but like four inches wider in diameter and then these like random people are giving out these whippet balloons on the street there's cops everywhere nobody cares yeah well because everyone's doing whippets yeah everyone is doing these have you ever gotten high from sucking helium because i don't remember getting high when i was little no listen i i still don't have a full concept of what a whippet is i'm not gonna lie it's weird it's the one drug that i was like i'll never do not the one drug but it's one of the drugs that i was like i'll never do that listen all of our friends do questionable things at some point and this is just that friend's kryptonite and yeah i guess my thing i'm just gonna let them live their life no yeah for sure but that one specifically i think actually kills brain cells i think it does too yeah but i think also too much tequila does so like alcohol also kills brain cells yeah for sure but that i think that one maybe i watched too much it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah for one of the jokes one of the characters is addicted to whippets but like it it's that's charlie yeah so so when i heard that i was just like i don't know i was like I, i've never known someone who does that for fun yeah now i have like four friends through this one friend that all do whippets just at like live music or parties wow like they frequent whippets okay yeah, so. all right well, but I yeah. think that that's also a weird part about growing up is that totally normal people do totally crazy things. What's the worst part about doing a whippet compared to doing cocaine at three o'clock in the morning? Listen, I don't know what kills more brain cells. Like they both kill I your don't. brain cells, and they both do seem they like a relatively have the bad idea. Because I Listen, was always under the I have that no idea. Kill. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't but, know. But either that I know that does whippets makes more money than me. So. I mean, I don't think money is an indicator of how many brain cells you have. <laughs> Probably not. Definitely not. I mean, if that were the case, then yeah, no. I mean, but um. Okay. okay last thing we have to wrap up is my my binge eating story. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I ate this entire thing of bread at about like twelve thirty in the morning, and that's when I knew I had a problem because I was like shoving this in my face and hoping that my roommates didn't wake up and come downstairs. Mm, I think the hoping no one sees or realizes like, how bad it is, that's like when you know yeah. you have the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird times. But luckily, I cured myself. You're totally and I'm very proud of it. free of all disordered eating habits now. Yeah, I have nothing wrong with me. I'm perfect. And we're both perfect. Um, we're everyone both perfect. else is wrong. Everyone from high school thinks I'm fucking cool. My brothers are all the crazy ones. I'm the perfect one. Yeah. That's how I feel when I talk about them. Like I'm like, they're all crazy. I'm perfect, which makes me I'm the hot one, not the girls at the study abroad. So just so we're all clear. <laughs> <laughs> You just need people to enable your um, delusions. Yeah. You're going to be the same one, you know? Yeah, that's scary. Just kidding. All right, so um, plug your your Instagram, your TikTok, your Oh, yeah, podcast. so my Instagram is victoriavibes underscore on my personal Instagram. My business Instagram will soon be better Mondays. We'll see if there's an underscore in there, but look it up. My podcast will be better Mondays podcast. It's a real estate and lifestyle podcast. And my TikTok will be better Mondays. That's it. 
And special shout out to David. Yeah! <laughs> Our first fan. Oh my God. Okay, so I'll just tell, tell this really quick. Sam, my fiance, his cousin, texted me Friday night and he was like, hey, crazy story. I was listening to this podcast about the Idaho murders and I was like three episodes in before I realized it was you. And I was like, holy shit, someone else has listened to my podcast and it's Sam's cousin, um, David. So I don't know, but David's friend recommended to it, it to him. So now it's confirmed that two people other than me have listened to this. And David and David's friend, if you're out there, here's to you. You're the also thanks that- for saying that I have good perspective. Oh, we have good chemistry or something. Yeah, we do. That's what ten years of friendship will do. Oh, we've been friends for ten years. Yeah. 2013 to 2023, baby. Damn. We're almost at our 10-year anniversary. Damn. We should do a 10-year anniversary episode where we tell embarrassing stories about each other. Well, we should do this every other week. We should do this every other week. Okay. Okay, great. See you. All right. Love you, David. The week after next. Thanks for inspiring me to come back. (laughs) Okay, bye.